I asked ChatGBT, I went, what's your nickname? If you had a nickname, what would be your nickname? ChatGBT said, I do I'm, not I'm, have a nickname. Yeah, he said, I'm a computer. Or she, I'm a they, said, I'm a computer program. I don't have a nickname. And I said, but if you had to have one, yeah. he was like, maybe InfoGenius, because I know a lot of stuff. So... What's up, Just Foodies? Well, this isn't actually Just Food DXB. That's right, guys and girls. Welcome to a new food podcast hosted by me, Taryn, and my co-host, Alex, where we take you on an unfiltered, unapologetic tour of the food culture here in Dubai. And sometimes we'll go beyond. It's called Savage Appetites, and we're aiming to serve up a heaping plate of anything and everything food-related. Plus, maybe we'll chat about the things we're not supposed to talk about. So if you're in the mood to listen to us waffle on, or you're just a foodie at heart looking to add another podcast to your list, then join us. And it's even available in a visual format to Savage Appetite's unfiltered foodie conversations. Hello guys, welcome back to Savage Appetite's episode four. You're here with me, Taryn, and my lovely co-host Alex, aka Just Food. How are we? Episode four. Did you ever think it was gonna get this far? Four in. Four. You know what, actually? Every every episode gets a bit more like kind of easier, a bit more comfortable. Yeah. Because yeah. it is one thing that having us having a conversation in the pub over six Guinnesses to us sitting in a room here with three cameras and a young woman here. It's usually your bedroom set. I can't, you're not allowed to call her young, younger. <laughs> yes, anymore. I know, I know, I know. I tried, tell, call, uh, I tried to use uh, young Jamie, the, uh, the the Joe Rogan thing on our young Yasmin the other day in, in a group chat and she referred to me as aging Alex and I was like, ah, that's <laughs> I refer to I you as young Yasmin. I absolutely love that. <laughs> it was it was exactly. very good alliteration I liked to be it. fair. Yeah. I, liked I was it. actually creasing when I read that. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> um, so what have we got for today's show for our lovely listeners? Well, we'll just do a little catch up, get to know how, what we've been since the past, last episode. Listen up. And then what is quite interesting is I think the story, I mean what people ask you all the time is and I think it's a a young generation now, if you ask people what they want to be when they're older, now one of the top answers for a younger generation is to, is to be a YouTuber. Yeah. So I'm assuming influencer. Yeah. So I thought that'd be a nice conversation to say, okay, well, if you were to be a food influencer, what does it take? What do you need to be a food influencer? And also how um, restaurants and restaurants could use food influencers. Yeah. Because yeah. I think that's that's just a new avenue of marketing. And, you know, it's been prevalent for the past few years. Like, let's, that's right, let's yeah. be honest with it. But you being a food influencer, what would you like to hear from restaurateurs? And then even how could you maximize their brand? Yeah, I think it's there's uh, there's two sides of it. So obviously there's a lot of food, there's a lot of food bloggers and foodies out there and a lot of people post on Instagram and they're trying to grow their page and it is really, really difficult. So yeah. I'm going to give you some tips on what you can do, best practices of what I've learned over the last three, three and a half years. And then for businesses, I see so many businesses that have a stigma against uh, influencers. And yeah. I think honestly, it comes down to a lot of businesses you're not utilizing the right people for your brand. So yeah. we're going to give you some tips on how to find the right influencers, how to use them appropriately, how to pay them more money. Exactly. Yes, exactly, exactly. <laughs> or, or not. Or you <laughs> sack them all off and you get AI to do it. Yes. So this is a challenge. We've got a challenge, actually. I said to Alex, we, we met earlier on in the pub. And I said, what, do you think AI will take or will be a part of this kind of food influencer world? And will AI kind of take over? So I'm going to pitch... AI, chat GPT versus Alex to do a food review at the end of at the end of the at the end of the pod, we're going to do a, a bow, a head head to head. You know what? This is one of the challenges. I don't actually feel confident. I think 
I think AI is just eventually that's just going to take all our jobs. It's, wow. it's definitely going to take my job. If you just scanned every video that I've ever done, AI could just bash up a review. It you could, just it like, could. So do a review of a big tea barbecue and just go bing. There'd be a reel already edited. Could AI video. have a nice quiff though? That's see, that's the strength. If if Elon Musk creates a quiff robot, I quiff. <laughs> I quit, then I'll be sat there watching Just TV the sweating. <laughs> God, and what have you been up to anyway since last time? All right, so last week, last episode when we were filming, I'd actually been to two really good places and I was like, I'm going to save them for next week. Mm. So I've actually been doing a bit of Pakistani food. Yeah, I saw I'm, that. Because uh, I've got a huge list of recommendations that I just haven't been ticking off. So 2024, get back to my roots, go to some good hidden gems. So the first place I went to, recommended all the time, Naya Pandi. Okay. Down in Alwasal, like basically Satwa area. Nice. Pakistani restaurant's been there for like 30 years. They're known for, they do like this really good buffet. Yeah. Um, and I went in there and he was trying to push me towards the buffet. I was like, I'm going to go out of the car. I want to get the, the real deal. Nice. Now they specialize in handy, which is like chicken and a sauce and gravy. Forgive me. I'm not Pakistani. I'm, I don't know Pakistani food that well. Yeah. So I'm going to explain as I understand it. Chicken slow cooked in this gravy sauce. And then they have this Afghani like bread, huge yeah. thing. It's like foot tall, two yeah, foot love tall. It, love it. Yeah. Crispy. Dunk it in the sauce. Had a first mouthful. Delicious. Unbelievable. How? What was the spice level? Spice, it had a good kick. Not like overpowering. It wasn't like scary. It was just like a good little bit of heat on the back of the tongue, but creamy. Mm. It was oily, so it was fatty. It was rich. Nice. Mate, it was world class. Really? And then we had the mixed grill as well. And you know mixed grills? When we first came to Dubai, mixed grills, Rawabi, uh, Remabawadi. Yeah. Do you remember they used to do a big old mixed grill? Yeah, and yeah. now the mixed grills are getting smaller and smaller, and now you get like three skewers. Yeah, you do. Is that You know what? I've just noticed that. Yeah. I'm just thinking about it. And they'll charge you like 80 dirhams. Exactly, yeah. But, so, you know, it's probably not there, but it's the crisis. Yeah, obviously, crisis, I think crisis. someone was telling me chicken's doubled, beef is basically doubled in price. So I get it. Yeah, you yeah. go to these guys, that is not the they case. You get like. They're 10, living, they're winning over there. They've got big pieces of meat, they've got chicken, they've got fish, they've got lamb, and it was really, really good. So, Nayab Handy. In Satwa, why have I not been there sooner? Mm. Sorry to all those people that recommended. Should have listened to you. I want to go. You have to take me. Have you got one? Well, well when when I ask you what you've been up to, you just concentrate on food. I actually just want to know what you've been up to. Just, yeah, food. Just, 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 just your food. Yeah, because well, that's I your mean, job. Unless we can talk about my 300-yard drive, 300 yard drive on the simulator, which Go I don't tell, think tell anybody them, tell them. I think the listeners really want to know that. I've been going down to Golfcraft, Sanjay and Matt. They are absolute wizards. If any of you are into golf, go down to cars. I know everyone's like, oh, is it open yet? Yes, it's open. They just haven't posted on Instagram yeah. yet because they've got a load of content coming. Go down there. After my last round, I was like, I need to work on this drive. It's, <laughs> honestly, it's causing me so much stress. Yeah. Went in there. Five minutes with Matt. 300-yard drive. 280-yard drive. Carry. Are they, uh, are, they pro- are they the ones programming the, uh, the simulator? Yeah, they were like... They're typing away. Oh, you've uh, hit 300 so you're for the new drive. Yeah, beep, 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 300. Alex, you've just hit a world record. Yeah, but this is why I don't talk about anything other than food, because it gets <laughs> very boring for our listeners. What about yourself? What have you been Well, obviously, I think again, climbing Kilimanjaro, yes, grow up, whatever. I am... Um, <laughs> it grow up? <laughs> just because like, I keep talking about it. So, um, yeah, I'm climbing it this weekend. Well, I'm flying to Tanzania, then spending a week climbing the mountain. And then you're going to do time in Tanzania afterwards, or no? Then I'll come back and then fly back. You should have done just to do the pod. Should have done Zanzibar. Yeah, no, that was a plan, but Anu's going to uh, Australia. So yeah, it's going again for a wedding. So it just didn't really make sense. She's in Australia, and I was like, well, I'll just come back anyway. But uh, I went to Ed Sheeran. Yes, I heard which was good fun. Really, really good fun. As obviously he's he's an amazing performer. I don't really listen to Ed Sheeran music, but I think his performance was fantastic. Only problem was there was no beer. As in, I got there. Heineken Silver had sponsored the whole thing. I mean, I'm talking there's a 50 meter bar, which is all Heineken Silver. And so I go there thinking, oh, I love Heineken Silver. Heineken Silver, please. No beer, sir. 
how? It's, it's nine o'clock. I've only just got here. No beer, sir. Eventually, I went down the bar and then there was someone having um, beer moretti. So oh, I, what? They, I, so I thought, they did have it? Like, yeah, they had. They, 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 it was basically Heineken Silver, beer moretti. The person I spoke to, kind of a Heineken Silver? No, sir. No beer. Do you have the moretti? No, sir. No beer. Okay. I was like, well, this is ridiculous. Oh, what, and then I, wa- I wandered down and I was like, oh, I see you have moretti. He's like, yeah, yeah, I'll give you moretti. And I was like, Never okay. say no for an answer, eh? Well, when it comes to beer. And then <laughs> the day after, I went to see Hamilton in Abu Dhabi. Lewis Hamilton? Well, this is the thing. <laughs> right? So when I... Well, we bought these tickets ages ago. Months ago. Don't tell me it was actually... You're thinking it was Lewis Man, Hamilton. Months ago. And I was like, right. Got tickets to Hamilton. You're I went, right. result. The eight-time world F1 champion, Lewis Hamilton. I'm going to meet and greet. No, it was about the American Revolution War. But anyway, it was fantastic, actually. The production was amazing. The actors are fantastic. The singing is... Yeah. Amazing. Great, great, great day. Great I can't evening. believe you actually thought it was Lewis Hamilton. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally textbook ties. Oh, no. One day I'll meet you, buddy. Uh, eat of the weeks, eat of the past week, shall I say. I went to, actually, you know, because last time we spoke about um, Bira, Bira Tacos. Yes. We talked a lot about and then you talk about, you know, it's kind of a new thing. Yeah. Pickle are doing their burgers and yes. whatnot. So I was in a Bira kind of mood. Mm. So a few days afterwards, there's a maize tacos opposite me. Yes. So I went there and I was like, I'm going to get a beer of tacos. But then on the menu, in the specials, they have something what's called the quesa pizza, quesadilla pizza, quesa pizza mm-hmm. with birra, birra, birra meat. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay. I didn't even read the kind of description, right? I just went, birra pizza. Birra pizza? I saw, I, saw the, I saw the quesa pizza. Sold. I went, I love one of them. 120 dirhams, quite expensive. But I was like, whatever, I'm going to get that. Thought nothing. I did a takeaway. So I got there, ordered it, waited to take it back home because I live at the road, so it's fine. I get in the bag and I'm like, in my mind, though, I'm thinking it actually is a pizza. I'm thinking it's a pizza, but with beer, beer, meat and all the stuff on it, right? That's what I'm thinking in my it's head. It's like a quesadilla, but only one side, I, did, right? I just didn't really pay, pay attention oh, to it. God. I thought it's going to be a pizza. Come on, you're a rookie, boy. Come on. <laughs> so then I get home and I'm like, this box is not a pizza box, to be fair. It's more of a just square box. So I was like, mm, okay, open it up. And essentially it is just a quesadilla <laughs> with just the stuff on top as well. That's what it is with beer, beer and meat. Some avocado. And it needs to say it was actually bad. Oh, was it? Okay, yeah, good, really, really good, good. Really, really good. But I was like, I'm going to have a little pizza anyway. And then I also had, also, because you mentioned it, Bait Mariam. Yes. The chicken fete. Is it fete? Yeah, fete with chicken. Fete chicken with rice. Yeah. And that little drizzle, that yogurt, that kind of like, it's so hearty though. Yeah. It bangs. Yeah. Mate, it's so good. I'm so happy you agree. <laughs> I don't, yeah, you mentioned to me, you were like, you might not, I mean, it's not for everyone. You know what it is? It's because that rich kind of tahini, what kind of is like embedded. Yeah. I don't know if it's, I know it's, I don't know if it is tahini, but I know they have this yogurt, which I think some did. Oh, some the yogurt, have, is it Palestinian yogurt or something? It's like a little bit more sour. It, yeah, oh I know. Oh my God, it's anyway, so good. If you don't know, Bait Miriam do like Levant. Palestinian, yeah, Palestinian, Palestinian Levantine, Levantine, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Levantine food, home style cooking. Yeah, so it's home style. So this is like this chicken feta is not really. I don't think it's something you would order from a restaurant. No, and that in, in in their culture or their cuisine, it's like a more of a home. So you'd have that at home. You'd, oh, really? You, your mum will make it or whatever it may be. It's not really something you'd go out and eat. That's but obviously it's for us. You know, that's something yeah. we try anyway. Amazing. Amazing. I'm so happy. And then that with that little, you had you said get that chilli sauce, which yeah, is kind of like... The red um, pepper. The, yeah, yeah, red, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. that kind of like sour It is, yeah. Chilli. It's like pickled, isn't it? Like yeah. Really good, really oh, good. So, so I sat shocked. there and I literally was like a pig and shit. And I just... <laughs> like a trough. And I was eating it. I was like, this is... 
so filling. But, yeah. yeah. I've literally eaten that. that. I think I must have had it like seven times since I got back from Thailand. Like it's my go-to now. I just love How it. How is that? Because it's, right, it's chicken and rice. Then you've got the yogurt, which is good for your gut microbiome and yeah. a bit of heat on the chili. You and it doesn't cost too much. But I'm telling you, that good. must be like 2,000 calories. Yeah, I'm not paying attention to that. Oh. Can I tell you about one more place I went to? Yes, please. Um, go on my Instagram. Go on my Instagram right now because the video's doing quite well. Chapney mm. kebab. Tender oh, chapney kebab. You know why? Because in... everyone who has a bit of melaton in their skin and they look a bit like me, <laughs> chapney kebabs yeah. are just like, that's so, they're so good, depending on where you get them from. They're just, they're like the perfect meat, oily, fat. Yeah. You can get spice in there, ratio. They're like, they, and you know what? I haven't had too many chapley kebabs. I said on the video, I'm not the authority on chapley. So yeah. don't come for me in the comments. Okay. But went down to this place in Satwa, Kebab Al Medina, really small place, probably only seats like 15 people at a max. Nice. Um, and they come out with these massive, they look like a steering wheel. Yeah. Chapley yeah, kebabs. Yeah, yeah. And he does one, which was just like normal, um, like pan fried, crispy on the outside, juicy meat in the middle. Got like onion, tomato, chilies, like dead spice. How big was, did you see him cook it, right? Uh, you don't because it's through a little hatch. Oh, okay, okay. Fine, but it's just that. that. And then they do the another one with Nelly with yeah. bone marrow, which is a little mm. bit bigger. They do like a special one. Obviously, that one was super fatty. Yeah, yeah. But like meaty, umami, yeah. juicy. Oh my God, it was so I think good. like in Pakistan and some places in India, they have this kind of like a massive kind of like almost like a wok yes. kind of thing. And it's just full of oil, right? Yeah. And they have all the kind of patty and they kind of smack it on the side and they just yeah. slide it in and it cooks and they flip it over and they pull it back out so that's kind of a the traditional way of how they cook it and then just just people around there you just go in get you know it's, it's like on the street yeah so it's like street food and then they come out with loads of fresh bread and they keep yeah. topping up and they have a sauce so you just take the bread get the chapley dunk it in the oh, sauce so 10 dirhams so take 10 dirhams my money yeah take literally 10 dirhams per chapley, per chapley yeah what take my money and they are sick I'm off someone said they're the I'm best going, I'm going now I'm going now there it is Wow. Okay. Fair enough. Well, considering that you put that on your socials, and consider you are food influencer, yes. should we dive in? Let's get into the nit- nitty and gritty yeah. of what it is Let's to be it. a food influencer. I know you're kind of building this series on kind of discussing of if people want to get into this industry and they see that as a career path for mm. them. I know you're kind of building some of that, so yeah. I think this is kind of a nice opportunity to kind of like talk about what it actually takes yeah i think it's good it's a it's a good idea obviously like i said at the start loads of people want to get into this obviously the hardest thing is actually making it a career from it going from a hobby to actually being able to monetize and make yeah. it a career um and still to when i talk to people like to this day and they say oh what are you doing oh, i'm a food blogger They're, oh can you make a living from that it's like you you can actually yeah um i was actually what, going to ask you like when people say oh what do you do alex you just sell oh, food. a food blogger like influencer let's face it i'm a food influencer it's just influencers just got so many negative connotations it does, to it yeah. because like influencers have just mm-hmm. taken advantage of people for the last five ten years since social we'll media was around. so i don't i don't blame it like yeah, yeah. but brands are super skeptical about influencers People are really skeptical about influence. They don't trust them. And I'm like, I completely understand why. So part of my part of my kind of strategy for the blog moving forward is like how to improve the quality of the food blogging industry in Dubai. Like what can yeah, I yeah. do to assist? Uh, we'll have a course coming out eventually. You've yeah. always been lazy with the filming. But anyway, so yeah, we wanted to do some tips on like how you get started. Yeah, I think you've got what, one, two, three, four, five, six kind of discussion points we'll talk yeah. about just from if you want to be food influence so i think you said to me we'll go for each one yeah so and i've got them here 
with me. So you say find your niche yes. as a number one, not number one, but a a step into this world. Yeah, I think finding your niche, like if you go on any video on YouTube about how to become like an influencer or a blogger, like finding your niche is always precious, the most important thing. And I do think it is the case because you're going to be doing this day in, day out for the rest of your life. It needs to be something you're passionate about because yeah. like I love food. I can eat food all day long. I can talk about food all day long. Yeah, And even me at times, I'm just like, I am so sick to death of this. I just couldn't eat another thing. Yeah, yeah. So it's the way that I was actually re- reading a book called Ikigai, which is a Japanese concept around like finding your passion, your calling mm. in life. So basically there was like th- four things. So it was like, number one is like, what are you passionate about? Yeah. So what, are you, what, what can you wake up and you want to do? If you were a multi-billionaire, what, what would you do to like fill your time basically? The other thing is like, can you make money from it? Yeah. Does the world need it? Mm-hmm. And what are your unique skills? Okay. Okay. So that's where maybe the niche part. Of it. Yeah. Imagine Find like a four-way niche. Venn diagram. So yeah, like yeah. this is what you want to find. So it needs to be something you're passionate about. Does the world need it? Yes, because there's already people doing it. Can yeah. you monetize it? Yes, people are already doing it. The hardest thing is like, mm. what are your unique skills? So they say if you're one of those people that you struggle to find what your unique talents are, go to your family and friends. So I sat down with Lyndon and Poulton and Cam and my mum and my dad and my sister. I was like, what am I good at that no one else is good at? Or like, that's, 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 like that's how they kind of phrase it, yeah, but yeah. like, don't go that much. And they were like, you're really good in front of camera. You're great at telling stories. And that was it. <laughs> and you love food. Go get a job. Yeah, and you love, and you love food. So yeah, I was yeah. like, for me, I was like, okay, what what's something that I could do yeah. that ticks all those boxes? And a food blog was the thing. But your thing might be, you know, you can video game for 20 hours straight without yeah. a break. You know, yeah, you yeah. could be in love with pets and animals or just helping animals and, you know, whatever your passion is, yeah. you need, need to build that because that will be able, you will you will be able to stay far more consistent longer term and obviously you just enjoy what you do. To but I guess, I guess that when you say find your niche then, is that a question of, well, then so many people do it. Yeah. What's the the kind of attitude against, you know, quote unquote competing with yeah. established influencers see the niche really helps with this because it's like say for instance your niche is you you really understand pakistani food like you understand every region every cuisine type you know all the places in dubai that do the best pakistani food that's your niche start there like start there exactly start, start, start there yeah. you don't have to don't pigeonhole yourself like there was a guy that i met when i first started he loved burgers but he only ever reviewed burgers. And it's like, as many burgers as there are in Dubai, once you pigeonhole yourself in burgers, you'll only get approached by burger joints. And yeah. that happened with me when I first started as well. I was doing too, too many burgers. Yeah. So you start where your niche is because then you've got the competitive edge because you've got that unique knowledge and skill set yeah. where you know it better than everyone else. Yeah. Um, also, get on short form content. Like this is... Short form content is king right now. It is the biggest opportunity for anyone our age at the moment to build a business is if you can learn how to make sure within the realms of this uh, influencer business i think even outside of that in in terms of marketing as a whole like if you can create short form videos for Mm. for youtube shorts instagram reels tiktok yeah and you can get people to watch them to the end yeah you're never gonna have to worry about money i guess that's definitely how a certain demographic and i say a younger generation i don't want to use younger generation like acting like the kids it's not about but it's it's not it's and to be fair it's not about younger generation it's just the way we interact with brands today is a bit different to what brands used to how you would interact with a brand 20 years ago yeah like totally different like how our parents interacted with a brand a business totally different to what it is now so and i don't think it should be Oh, social media marketing. Well done, Tara and Alex. Thanks for telling you, telling us about this. But I guess it's what you're saying is like, yes, there is that kind of world of this kind of food influence. But then to make yourself 
uh, known. Yeah. And, and and for you to do that, you have to concentrate on your, obviously your your kind of key skills and what you're passionate about. So yeah. finding that niche is probably the the way forward. That is like someone said to me, like if you if you build a business around being yourself, you'll never have any competitors because no one can ever compete with you at being you. I guess, and then that means like stop thinking about. That's yeah. another thing you mentioned is like stop thinking about what others think yeah that's a big thing like people obviously when they first start out they're like oh people are going to think of this think of that about me and and it's just like they get perfection paralysis where they're so worried about how they're going to be perceived by their peers or their friends or the family that they just end up or they want their content to be flawless and spotless yeah, yeah. that they just end up not posting just, anything yeah. yeah no not quite so when i first started i had a video saved on my phone for four months before i posted it yeah yeah just sat there and what was, were you? And also, when you get, were you worried about how, what your peers would think? No, I think it was, like, it was, it was more doing? the fear of the fear of failure. Like you can never fail at something if you don't try in the first place. So yeah. it's like it's like a security blanket. It's like a yeah, comfort yeah. zone. You're like, well, if I don't post it, then I can never get rejected. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it wasn't until someone's like, you need to post that video. I posted that first video, and it got like a thousand views or something. Did it? Yeah, it got Off like, the bat. Literally like a thousand views. I think I got 200 followers in like my first day. And I was like, what was, was like, the, what was it? It was uh high joint. And oh, high really? Joint, yeah. It was my first ever post. What was it like a, like a, a just reel? like a date, literally like a, yeah, real. Uh, yeah, it was a, a reel. Really? Well, it wasn't a real reels were out. It was a video. Ah, yeah, it was a video. But okay. okay literally fine. just talking. You can ask like, Dr. Hamad from high joint. He's like, we still remember you came in. And he was like, he was like, this guy's going to be, he's going to be big. <laughs> like, trust me. But it was, uh, yeah, it's, you, you have to not not get held up with trying to make every post perfect. You just need to post anything. Like, people will not care about this post 10 years down the line. Yeah. I always use this in my mind. Like, obviously, if you post shit or constantly, they will remember that because you lose your credibility. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. Just start posting. How do you decide then what's the best platform for you? Which is one of the other things you mentioned. Yeah. Which is the best platform? This is tough cause, because when you see which ones you can grow quickest on, like TikTok at the moment is still a huge opportunity. Like you can, there's there's like influencers that I know that really leverage TikTok at the start yeah. that have got millions of followers in the same time that I've got like a couple hundred K. Yeah. yeah. And it's because people are so much more engaged. Like anyone who has TikTok knows you can sit there for four or five hours and just drain your time yeah. away. It's super addictive. I never really used TikTok. I'm starting to use it more because oh, in what we do now. And I was like, oh, man, it's so it. don't, don't even go down there. It's so addictive. Yeah. It's really bad. Yeah. So are, are you then, how how prevalent are you then on TikTok? So when I first started, I was posting on TikTok just after COVID when people were really on it. So yeah, like, yeah. my I'll, I always tell this story. My first three posts, I post on Instagram and TikTok at the same time. Instagram got like, a thousand views, five hundred views, maybe like eight hundred views. My mm. TikTok one went a hundred views, one hundred and fifty views, four hundred thousand views. What? Yeah, I got four thousand. I got four thousand followers in the first week on TikTok, and the reason is, is TikTok gives you one big mammoth, and then you're in, baby. You are. What video was that one? Same one. I think it was just the. I think it was the hydrogen one. Yeah. What? Yeah. And it, oh, it literally man. just it, it takes it and it goes. This is good content. Let's blow it up, and then just that watch this guy just working grind. bits. Yeah. So after that, I was like, okay, I'm going to post them both at the same time. By the time I got, I think by the time I got like 30,000 or 40,000 followers on TikTok, I probably was only at like maybe 5,000 on Instagram. Okay. Then, but then from that then, but then in terms of monetizing, yeah, this, is it like the, the, what is it? Uh, I don't know what the, what's the terminology for like views per. Yeah. It's like CPMs and stuff like that. So because TikTok gives you these views quite easily when you first start out, when you're using it regularly, yeah. therefore everyone's blowing up. So like everyone's got 
a huge following. Mm. So therefore the value isn't quite there unless you've got a huge amount of followers on there. Yeah. And even when we were getting approached for partnerships on TikTok, you know, they were offering maybe like a couple of hundred dirhams or like barter deals for like maybe a meal. Yeah. Once I started growing on Instagram, Instagram is really where you can make a living because in this region, like Instagram is still king. It's How do you make money from it? Is it Instagram directly or is it the no, brands? No, it's, it's from brands. So brands over in Dubai were quite fortunate. It's, it is an influencer marketplace. Yeah, um, 100%. I think because the competition is so much, there's so many restaurants opening. Yeah. It's so hard to stand out yeah. that people really do leverage influencers over here. So brands will pay you to come by and create content for them, yeah. whether it's a review style that I do or whether it's just they want you to create a reel for them mm. or some stories to highlight a new menu or a new opening. Yeah. If you can create content for a brand, they will pay you for it. If you can create good content, they will yeah. pay you for so it. So you don't get money from Meta. No, you you can when you go on Facebook. Um, I miss the mark. Like I literally kick myself. Wow. If I'd linked my Instagram with my Facebook when I first started, yeah, I'd literally be getting paid by Meta. Because well, so that is. But then why is it not? Why is why is it I'd, not through Instagram? I didn't click the. But why does it have to go through Facebook? No, because because it's the same thing. So when you post on Instagram, if you link your accounts when you first start, everything you post on Instagram automatically gets loaded on your I, Facebook. Yeah, I get it. And yeah. then you're, you're getting views on Instagram and views on Facebook. And when you've got views on Facebook, you can then monetize on Facebook. So that's what I mean. So you can't yeah. monetize on Instagram directly. It has to no, be you can, monetization yes, only on, on Facebook. Facebook. Yeah. What? Yeah. You can get monetized by Instagram, but, uh, but correct me if I'm wrong. I, I, I haven't heard people in this region doing it yeah. unless they've got like seriously big followings. Okay, I might say I am. I'm not monetized. On, on so then, okay. Then, well, then you talked about there's all these restaurants opening all the time in Dubai. Yeah. I agree. There's there's just so many, and there's, yeah. it's hard for anyone to kind of grasp about what where should I go next and what's the new opening and whatnot. So yeah. then, how do you find the restaurants to work with? The most important thing, like the thing that I really learned, is like the community that you build. So I was quite fortunate when I first came into the space. I got kind of pulled in by some industry guys. Um, before you knew, I was in a WhatsApp chat with like 50 diehard foodies. Like, you think I'm a foodie? You think yeah. you're a foodie? These guys are another level. Like, they yeah, are yeah. traveled. They know every dish, yeah. every Love cuisine. It. So we were constantly messaging, what's good? Has anyone been here? What's good for this cuisine? The amount of places that I learned, the amount of things that I learned. Like, I never had Iranian food in my entire life until yeah. I met these guys. And then you go and have Iranian food. You're like, this is insane. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, it's the people you it's know. Almost, so, it's almost nice watching i guess for people who have been subscribed to you since day dot yeah seeing you grow to obviously where you are now and all the kind of variety of foods and all the cultures you're being exposed to yeah because similarly like you you can love food if you it doesn't matter what because you could be somewhere in india and you love indian food and you can still love food and yeah. food is everything and not tried i don't know another greek cuisine yeah you can still be a foodie at the heart of it but then I guess once you kind of like open up to that and like, oh, I'll try this pocket of food, that pocket of culture, then you kind of get a bit more well-versed in the universe of this kind of food that's culture. It. That's it. And that's the most exciting thing is like, you mean like one of the bloggers like Indian, they take you down and they give you like the best Indian food that yeah, they know. Yeah, or then yeah. you have like Iranian, you have Turkish food. And yeah. you never had Turkish food before. And then you yeah. get the really quality stuff. And you're just exploring that culture through their food for me is like the absolute like best thing ever. Fair enough. Then, okay, then from that's, I guess, they're kind of like kind of key takeaways if you were wanting to be an influencer. Yeah. If we were to flip it. Before we flip it, kind of monetizing, because we haven't really spoken about yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the one thing I would say to like people who are doing it as a hobby is you need to value your time. Like if you're going down 
to these restaurants, you're filming, you're coming back, you're editing, you're posting on your social, that is worth something. Even if it's only worth 100 dirhams, you have to break this mentality of it's just a hobby, I can't make money from this and literally just start saying, I'm adding this value, I'm going to ask for 50 dirhams or 100 dirhams because once you change that little switch in your mind, say, my time is valuable and I'm charging for this Yeah. and every restaurant will be like, oh, 100 dirhams to come and film a reel. Yeah, no worries, we'll, we'll pay you that. Yeah, high. exactly. And the grand schemes is not that much. How do you, how do you, how do you find out your value? I think there's there's different things that you can do. I used to set like an hourly wage in my head that I'd be like, that I think I was worth. And yeah. I used to set up packages. So I'd have like the small package, the medium and the large. And everyone would always set the medium. And then I'd move the medium yeah. up and down yeah. to try and figure out where it was. You know, there's actually strategic, there's like, it's called like ladder marketing strategy. Ah. It's about where, how you position costs of things. So Apple do it really well. It's like, well, yes. if I say you, say you get this, the, the, the cheapest version. Yeah. Then we'll get off you Another one, which is, has that little added extra feature, but it's an extra this amount of money. Then we have the other version, the higher version, where look, if you just pay a little couple more hundred dollars, you can actually get the bigger version, the one with the more story as well. Yeah, yeah. And you basically go up that ladder up to the point where you're probably spending the most you can do. And yeah. it's, it's, it's just a, it's a normal marketing strategy of how to increase. So, so some brands, so that's why you don't usually get one or two. It's like, we'll put, if we put the third one in, yeah. if you go one or two, I They'll think there's, the there's a theory people go to the lower. So it's like, well, if you put a middle one in... They'll always go the middle. We'll go middle because yeah. I'm not getting the cheapest. Yeah. I don't really need the, the more expensive one. Middle one, I get more value That's for it. my money. So that is the, there's a whole strategy. Um, we can dive into it a bit That'd more. Be good it's called know, ladder marketing thought, strategy. See, I thought I'd invented it. So. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like, if, like, if your middle one is, if everyone's taking your lowest package, you're probably too expensive. If everyone's taking your higher package, you're too cheap. Yeah, and exactly. it's like, that's what we did. But like, exactly. yeah. And you do that over time. You just evolve. And then the, you just yeah, yeah. gradually increase it. Marcus Brownie, he does the tech views. I don't know yes. if you know. He, yeah, yeah, yeah. He has a, such a good video on it. He talks about how Apple do it. It's called like, it's called ladder marketing strategy. Ladder... I don't know exactly, finance strategy. Yeah. And he literally explains it so beautifully about how they do it. And you, you watch it, you're like, oh, yeah, that's me. You know? Yeah. But, you know, it is what the game to game. Exactly. Good. All right. Well, okay, then flip it from if you want to be an influencer. Now put the uh, the old restaurateur yes. hat on. I'm a restaurant owner. Yeah. I'm a restaurant business. How to find an influencer who's the shit and not shit. <laughs> That's, that's yeah that what, is that that's that's a million dollar at the end of the day that's literally what you need to do as, as a restaurant obviously there's so many influencers and bloggers and people with big followings yeah the thing that i would always say to them is like think about your top five hashtags that you would want content or your restaurant to fall under so like to buy food to buy restaurants to buy eats to buy foodie blah 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 etc yeah. etc go through those hashtags click on the top performing posts and go through every single one of them and just make a note, follow those people, follow those people. And you'll start to notice a trend that the same names are popping up in each of the hashtags yeah. under the top section. So that means these people's content is getting pushed by the algorithm. It's performing the best. These Therefore, the, it'll be good for you. Exactly. Yeah. So these are like, these are like your bellwethers. These are your like, these are the ones that you need to be paying for because they're going to guarantee you results. The other ones, if they've got a little bit lower following, but they're still getting good engagement and good number of views is you really want to try and then work with them on a, uh, on a barter arrangement. So if they've got under 10,000 followers, if you can utilize 10 or 20 a month that can come to your restaurant, all you need to fork out, particularly if you've got a cheap food, say like a pizza or some noodles. Yeah. If you can get 10 or 20 micro influencers to go out there, create content for you, reels, stories, Photos, not so much because they don't really get valued by the algorithm as much. Yeah. If you can get like 10 or 20 a month to come in and create your content for you, then all you need to do is offer maybe like a dish or two. 
That's easy money. It's easy money. Like it's easy marketing. And these guys, they you know they understand the platforms. They're on there every day. They know how to make content. And that's the point. You, they are the experts in that. You are as yeah. a restaurateur. I mean, obviously, depending on what restaurant you are, you are an expert at building a restaurant. Yes. Creating these wonderful dining experiences with amazing food, having the right chefs, right staff, and whatever decor. These guys are the best on social media. The best at marketing in terms of getting brands out or doing what they love. So it just kind of makes sense. Like and. For you to make a dish for them in terms of cost wise, it's nothing. Like there is obviously a cost to food and you need to weigh that into the equation. Um Yeah, the, but you're not you're not a five wagyu bloody. Some people Kobe. are like some people are, and maybe that's you know, you then not need to like be, fifty, that's what I'm saying. Maybe yeah. like to a few. If it's yeah, if it's more fast food and casual eateries, yeah. you want to work with more micro influencers. And maybe if you've got budget at the end of the month and you want to spend on promoting a new menu or something like that, get one of your bellwethers, get your big boys in there. Yeah. Make it very transparent. I'm looking for these kind of results. Can you deliver them? Look, yeah. the, the next thing is like doing your due diligence, which I can never normally say. You said it right there. You did. It right. yeah. I took it slowly. I know you were panicking about that word. I was. Yeah. Go through their page. Look how many views they gave. Yeah. Consistently. Look how many comments, how many, how, what people are engaging with their content. Yeah. Look at the quality of their content as well. So look at, you know, are they filming on phone? Are they filming on camera? Are there quick cuts? Does it yeah. look slick? Does it look smooth? Does it fit with your brand? You know what I think, down to that, Yeah, it doesn't necessarily need to be filmed on wonderful cameras. It just needs to feel authentic yeah. to yeah. speak to their audience. Because you can it. do, it's all, if it's all about storytelling, you can do that on an iPhone. Yeah. And you can do it on a bloody red camera, which costs 10 grand, do you know what I mean? Whatever it may That's be. It. So I think it's just that authenticity is like, do they capture that story well? Yes. And does it resonate with their audience? Yeah. And make sure, like, I th the thing I see over here is people, well, restaurateurs and restaurants, they, they tend to work with people based on the number of followers that they have. And mm. they think they get, that's going to guarantee them conversion yeah, and traffic and footfall. Yeah. And it's like, I'm going to work with this woman. She's got half a million followers, but she does family content for kids and yeah, you know, or yeah. She, you know, or it's a PT, a fitness influencer, and he's got a million followers, but he drives around a Lamborghini and goes yeah. to, you know, West Palm every weekend. But yeah, we're yeah. going to get him to highlight our burger. It yeah, doesn't really yeah. fit. Like, they've got to fit, fit your brand identity. Yeah. You'll be able to tell them about that. We can. We are going to do a whole <laughs> episode on, like, how to create a brand and what's important to a brand from ground up. I mean, yeah. that's what I do as a job which I mentioned, as I help build brands to become their true authentic self. Yeah. From strategy all the way to more visual language and everything all around. So I think we'll definitely dive into it. I can't of wait it. for that because I want to really, it's really, that, I mean, yeah. there's, there's, I think there's loads of insights that we can bounce off and just kind of talk about. So then like going on to your last point when we, we spoke about this is how to generate that ROI yeah. when work with influencers. It's like, how do they see, is it, is it to them is like, well, I'm getting more people in the restaurant and I'm guessing this is working. Like, how do you, how to for them to to see is was that the right decision? Yeah, did it work? You need to you need to define what ROI looks for you. Like yeah. some restaurants, they've just opened, brand new opening. They're not they are of, they obviously want footfall, but they also want to shout, and make some noise, and let people know that they're there. Because without that, it doesn't matter if you have a full restaurant for a day. If no one knows where you are, yeah, it's gonna you're gonna rely on word of mouth, and it's gonna take a long, long time. Yeah. So. Is it, you know, are you looking for brand awareness? Are you looking to just make some noise and get loads of publications and press and PR? Yeah. Are you just solely solely focused on people coming through the door and spending your money? And if so, how much do you want them to spend? What dishes do you want them to buy? Yeah. And then when you go to the influencer, be very, very clear. This is what, how, what I deem as successful. So if you come to me and I go, you know, Alex, we're not happy with this collaboration. And I'm looking at it and I'm going, 
you got half a million views for this. Like yeah. for me, it's, it's like working for a while now. I'm like, oh, half a million views, they must convert. But if, if their thing is, no, we want people to come and spend money in the, like, in the door, yeah, yeah. it doesn't matter about how many views you've got if people aren't converting. So you need to build your content around what can you do to encourage people to convert. And there's different things that you can do. You know, you have to be really, I would say you have to be informative in your content, like tell people where to go, what to order, how yeah. much it costs, where to park, best day to go for the best ambiance. Like, you need to fit that all into a video if you really want people to convert and you also mm. need to make sure you've got the credibility that when you suggest somewhere, people know they go, yeah, he normally suggests good places, we'll go and follow it. Okay. Well, I, actually, I think that's that's quite insightful to hear it from obviously the influencer side to the, the restaurateur side. Yeah. And I think it'd be great once we have, we start getting guests in. Yes. And we said this, like, we are going to get restaurateurs in or people who have restaurants and then we're going to get food influencers in as well. And then we can have, have we can have this kind of similar conversations and just see the proof of pudding. Because obviously, I don't own a restaurant. You don't own a restaurant. I know right. you're the other side of that. You're the influencer. But it'd be nice if someone from the restaurant industry, when they talk about the importance of working with influencers. Yeah. Like, I know, I and know, Savage Appetites. Come on, I know there's a, there was a restaurateur that I was speaking with. And like he'd been burnt. Like He was working with one of these influencers. And they came in, right? They came in with, it was him. It was wife. It was his friend. His friend's wife came in with three, four kids. They ordered everything. Everything. Yeah. They, I think the bill Taking was the, piss. the bill was like five thousand dirhams. Like what? a burger joint. It was like yeah, outrageous. Yeah. They bought desserts. They bought drinks. Yeah. And at the end of it, I think he posted one photo. Oh, and mate. I was. It's, it was like embarrassing. It's the people like this are ruining for everyone else. So yeah, you're ruining it. You're ruining it. You're ruining it. Well, then what if you just kind of replace everyone? With AI. With AI! <laughs> I'll be looking forward to this all week. <laughs> Will AI replace Alex? That's kind of what we want. <laughs> Why are you so excited about that? So um how is how this is gonna work is that Alex is gonna give his review. Go and post your stuff. Thank Alex you. is gonna give his review of a restaurant of my choice. He doesn't know which restaurant I've chose. And then simultaneously, okay. I've asked ChatGBT in a short paragraph to give me their review. Oh, I hope you just specify short with chat GPT. Short, you know, short she, you know she likes to have a little bit of a... She or he, I don't know. Well, well, they. 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 So, <laughs> I know we're going to judge, basically. It's a three-rounder. Yeah. Three restaurant reviews. We're going to see who does the, the best review. I will judge it. Okay. I have to be chat GPT in this scenario because yeah. I have to say it. Yeah. So, I'm going to go through... Actually, you know what I did? Before we jump in quickly, I asked ChatGBT, what are the 10 best restaurants in Dubai? Shall I tell you the list? Yeah, it'll be circa 2016. Ironically, number one, Pier Chic. <laughs> <laughs> They've not listened to our podcast, have you, ChatGBT? Not really, I love you, Pier Chic. Uh, number two, Zuma. Number three, Atmosphere. Number four, Nobu. Number five, Le Petit Maison, which I do rate Le Petit yeah. Maison. Uh, number six, Pad Thai. I like Pad Thai. Yeah. I just, I, it's, it's one of the moments I go, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, number seven, Al Hadira, no which is in Babal Shams. Okay. I've been there once years ago, but it was like a buffet style restaurant. Yeah, it is what it is. Number eight, Ravi Restaurant. Yeah. I went Ravi's recently, actually, I said recently, the last couple of months, I've been twice and it's been banging. Good. And before, I went before, maybe a year ago, and it felt like it fell off. Yeah. Who am I to say that? But I felt like it fell off. But I went recently. I'm having to say it's back, back. Ravi's is back, back baby. baby. Let's go. <laughs> number number nine, back. which was a, a random one. Chat GPT, what are you doing? Zarub. All oh, right, yeah. But I'm like, yeah, okay, <laughs> yeah. It's just like, okay, okay Zarub. Uh, number ten, Tom and Serge. 
So I feel that this list is perhaps built off out-of-date information. Potentially. If it sounds like an old list, like if you'd asked me five, six years ago, PSG got like being at the number one. Yeah. That yeah. was like, do you remember when we first came here? Everyone was taking yeah, dates. Yeah, exactly. It was a date night spot, wasn't it? It was, it was, it was. All right then, well, let's go into the fucking main yeah, event, okay. baby. The tale of the tet. I really hope they're not like fine dining ones because I'll be screwed. <laughs> no, no, I, I, I wanted one which I felt like you could do it just. Okay, good. To be fair. So the tale of the tape, Alex Augusti versus ChatGBT. Edsa, put the little uh, boxing bell. Yeah, ding, ding, ding. That, that one, yeah, put that one. <laughs> so, introducing in the red corner, weighing out a nice 81 kgs with a height of 180 centimeters, not including the quiff, <laughs> with a win streak of nailing 135 swarmers with zero losses. <laughs> Hobbies include randomly just shouting, What's up, just foodies? at, at inappropriate times and runs the official Facebook Borough Market fan page. <laughs> it is your boy, Alex, just food, Augusti. <laughs> And the challenger, waning at zero kgs, with a height of zero centimeters, with a wind streak of no, what I say, with a wind streak of knowing every every conceivable known thing in the universe, with zero losses. Hobbies include being smug about everything. Chat, info genius, GBT, funny, boo, boo, funny. Boo. I asked Chat GBT, I went, "What's your nickname? If you had a nickname, what would be your nickname?" Chat GBT said. I did not have a nickname. Yeah, he said, I'm a computer. Or she, they said, I'm a computer program. I don't have a nickname. And I said, but if you had to have one, he was like, maybe InfoGenius, because I know a lot of stuff. So that's your nickname. He's so smug. I have to knock him down a bit. Notice how it's gone from a she to a he now. All day, I know. (laughs) I don't know. ChatGPT is... Okay, you're going down ChatGPT. Right, so this battle battle is scheduled for three rounds. Okay. Take yourself at all times. Right, I'm going to go into... I'm going to pull up um, the restaurants. Round... Number one, you're going to go first. Okay. Then I'm going to say ChatGBT's response. Okay. Their review, okay? I'm nervous. <laughs> you're nervous. Put, the, put your gloves up, boy. Uh, round number one. San Juan noodles. Okay. <laughs> ding, ding. Go. Watch out, ChatGBT. It's your boy, Just Food. <laughs> We're talking about San Juan noodles. JLT, this is the hottest spot for hand-pulled noodles. Mm. The, guy, the owner spent five years in China learning his craft of how to make these noodles. He makes them from 100% rice flour, so they're healthy. He stretches them out in front of you, quick blanch in the water, and then top with his chili oil, fresh bok choy, and an awesome selection of sauces. He, everything that he does bangs and the best part about it, it is super affordable for 15 dirhams a dish you can make sure you have an absolute feast and don't forget to order the handmade wontons these things are the best thing you'll ever try Ooh. Ooh. I think you got chat to be on the ropes there <laughs> alright here we go <clears throat> okay I feel I've, I want to be on your Sir side Sir Noodles <laughs> is an establishment <laughs> <laughs> Oh, 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 I'm not going to do it in that voice. Okay. It's too much for it. Okay. <clears throat> Chat GBT. Response. It's okay. Uh, Rabbo. Yeah. Uh, San Juan hand pull noodles in Dubai is an unassuming gem that delivers a soulful noodle experience like no other. Ooh. From the very first slurp, you'll be transported into the bustling streets of Asia thanks to their expertly crafted hand pulled noodles. Their menu boasts a delightful array of options, from aromatic broths to richly flavoured stir-fries. Their signature dish, the hand-pulled noodles with succulent beef, is a true standout. It's a dance of flavours and textures that's nothing short of divine. 
The casual ambience may not scream luxury, but for the food, here speaks volumes. Affordability is an added bonus, making San Juan a hidden treasure for those seeking an authentic and hearty noodle fix in Dubai. If you're a noodle enthusiast, this place is a must visit. A welcoming staff make the experience all the more enjoyable. Sweating, 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 sweating. I think think you're swinging. I think it's a a 10-9 round to uh, Alex. What do you reckon Yasmin? You think ChatGPT get that first oh! one? Oh! All right, well. Okay, out. Okay, it did work. All right, okay, fine. So what went? So what, we'll let Yasmin judge. So it's 1-0 okay. to ChatGPT. 1-0, that's true, actually. Yeah. Okay. Yasmin, our lovely producer here, is going 1-0 to ChatGPT. It's a 10-9 round to ChatGPT. Okay. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Just, yeah, add that editor. Don't, yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> round number two. Okay. Lele Takaria. Oh, right. Okay. I'll give you a countdown of three. Three, two, one. Ding, ding. Leela has been trained by one of the top chefs in the US, and after a long stint in Mexico, she learned how to make authentic mm. Mexican street food. Preach. You go to Leela's, the first thing that you experience is the smell from that wood-fired oven, whether she's searing ribeye steaks yeah. or El Pastor tacos on there. The tacos are the key thing. She hand-makes every corn tortilla by hand Jeez. with Mexican corn, Hand grind, hand pressed for every order. Mm. This is fresh flavors from all across Mexico, and you get a full Mexican experience every time you go. Make sure to get the queso cheese dip. If there's two of you, get the ribeye sharing ribeye platter. Yeah. And regardless, make sure to get the churros. Ooh, there's a wobble. There's all few, right. There's a few wobbles. There's a, there's a few jabs yeah, in there. To... A couple of hooks. A kidney punch. Off the, off the, off the you are doing off the dome, to be fair. Doing and so is ChatGPT, so, you know. Right, ChatGPT, what are you saying? Come on, you bastard. Later, <laughs> Taqueria. Yeah. Right. Alex, you are done for. I have got you <laughs> and your job. Knock out, knock out. Give me your followers. Uh. You are redundant. <laughs> All right. It's Leela, right? Leela Taqueria. Yeah. I was going to say Lila then. Leela Taqueria. <clears throat> okay, it's quite hard being ChatGPT. Right. Lila Taqueria in Dubai is a vibrant ode to Mexican cuisine that brings fiesta to your taste buds. This cozy eatery excels in serving up tacos that are nothing short of addictive. Whether you're carnivore or vegetarian, they exist, uh, the extensive taco selection offers something for everyone. Their standout style is undoubtedly their slow, slow-cooked, tender barbacoa beef taco, bursting with smoky, savory goodness. The ambiance is delightful, is a delightful blend of casual and colourful with a Mexican-inspired decor that adds the fun to the dining experience. While the prices won't break the bank, the flavours here are rich, bold, and utterly satisfying. Leila uh, Taqueria is a perfect spot to indulge in a taco feast. Sip on zesty margaritas and enjoy the lively atmosphere that makes you forget you're in the heart of Dubai. It's a taco lover's paradise and a must-visit for anyone craving the taste of Mexico in the UAE. Okay. Yes. yes! Come on, the boys! I, no, You're not I taking say, my job yet. <laughs> I, th- I think yours. This is the thing. This is what I'm knowing. I think yours. Yours are a bit more authentic because they come from the person. Yeah. These. This just sound like a press release. Yeah, it does. Yeah. That yes. one. That one did earlier. I mean, someone he mugged you off. Yeah. <laughs> he did. He did do the mugging. Did did, did the mugging. Okay. <laughs> all right. Final, Final round. round. It's one all. Come on. Come on. One all. You need to. <laughs> this is this is step it. up. Okay. Here we go. Final round. Big T barbecue, baby. Let's hand it over to Alex. Kick it off. 
Ding, ding. The UAE's biggest smoker and the biggest personality in the city. Big T Barbecue run by Chef Big T is the only place you need to go for smoked brisket, burgers, tacos, everything meat related. Smoked for over 16 hours, this meat falls apart. The juicy, tender flavors will transport you to Texas. Speak to me. Go on, go on. The only thing to know is this place does get busy. You need to get down there early on a Friday, Saturday, Sunday to make sure that you get everything what you want. If you're going there for the first time, be sure to try the brisket. Get the pastrami, which is salted in brine for over 48 hours. 48 hours, baby. And also get the burger, which is cooked over wood fire and topped with some of that brisket. Mm. The hand-cut fries are sensational. The banana pudding is next to none. Bixie Barbecue is the only place to go in the city for authentic rustic barbecue goodness. Jeez! That I was struggled you, a little bit there. If you, you were wobbling. Chad yeah. had a little jab and yeah. you went swinging. You know it's what? Hard. It's hard off the cuff, but yeah. There's there's a cut eye on ChatGPT, I'd say. Oh, okay. <clears throat> Here we go. Chat GPT. Please be generic. Chat GPT. Response. <clears throat> He's been a lot of press. He'll have a lot on it. <laughs> well, Big T Barbecue in Dubai is a con- carnival's dream come true. This hidden gem delivers a mouth-watering barbecue experience that is off the charts. The star of the show is undoubtedly their perfectly smoked brisket, tender, juicy, and packed with smoky goodness that'll make your taste buds dance. The variety of meats and sauces they offer cater to every barbecue. Uh, aficionado's palette. The rustic yet cosy atmosphere adds to to the charm, making it a go-to spot for a laid-back, finger-licking feast. The prices are reasonable, especially given the generous portions and the quality of the food. Big T Barbecue is a haven for barbecue lovers and the friendly staff and warm ambiance, making it a top pick for those seeking authentic, mouth-watering barbecue flavours in Dubai. It's a meat lover's paradise worth exploring. I think I know who I'd pick on that one. Oh, this is but, uh, yeah, Yasmin gets to pick. Give it up, Prowling! Yeah! Look out! Ding, 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 Come on, boy! Get out of here! Who the fuck is that guy? Put the red parties on, give it 50 G's, baby! 50 G's, baby! Oh, you did that. That was scary. That was nerve-wracking. That was scary. You know what? Especially that last one. I think that ChatGPT one was dead. Yeah, it was, it was very yeah. like it, you have the smoky barbecue sauce is delicious, but the brisket think... is juicy and or smoky. Yeah, exactly. I like, think I the think... someone one, the someone got it good. Someone won- did well. I wonder what information it's pulling. Yeah, to make the someone one so good and the others too. The more whole generic. wild web. Yeah, I know. Because I Big know. T's got low. It's in load of publications and Sam. Why someone? Someone's been a. Someone's like, forget the influencers. I'm working with ChatGPT. It's yeah, a future. exactly. Yeah, that's that's what that, and that is the that is the conclusion of this episode. That is. So, if you're an influencer or a buddy influencer, get started now because in a few years' time, ChatGPT Chat is going to come and take your job. Well, I think that comes to a nice closing yeah agenda. thank god i'm exhausted same <laughs> i'm gonna go to someone's now. uh anyway guys look thank you so much for listening to us uh you're listening to savage appetites with myself taryn and alex again we're gonna do this weekly we love it so if you could do it just a small favor just go on your phone there go on savage.appetites on instagram good bit of fun you know why they just go on tiktok yeah. actually what do you, go on, on youtube. youtube yeah youtube watch us you should have saw that last scene. It was wild. I yeah, mean, there's blood Alistair. everywhere. There's blood all in the studio. Yeah. My clothes are all ripped. Exactly. So, yeah, get on YouTube. I don't, I'm naked. I don't know how that happened. 
Right, but you enjoyed that last segment. I know, I know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but anyway, look, thank you guys. Appreciate your time. Listen yes. to us waffle on again as usual. But um, that's been your boys, Taz yep. and Alex. See you next episode, people. Good Bye. Night. Savage appetites.